0: You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, AKA She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. So here we are, we're going to dive a little deeper into karmic action. This is a topic that's come up in and around me a lot lately with clients and we've discussed before and I want to compare and contrast a little bit because when we start to look in the Eastern studies, especially from a Western perspective, it's it's fairly easy to adopt what feels good and... Reject what does not. So, in the simplest form, when we look at uh, just the aspect of cause and effect and our immediacy of the most present now, uh, we we can understand that. Maybe I throw a rock through a window, the effect is the window breaks. Uh, I uh, bake a cake, uh, the effect is the cake. And maybe the effect is people enjoying the cake. So, we have some immediate feedback loops from our actions and the choices we make. Yet, we don't realize in the present moment that there's also something else happening. And what's happening is that your past actions are meeting you in the present moment. So when we look at, from maybe an agnostic perspective or a Christian perspective or a theological position where there's something outside of us, Uh, really creating our reality or has influence over our reality then we might have a lot of reasons as to why things are rising up uh, in our our most immediate now and so let's say we get ill and we might try to make it an immediate call and response to this lifetime yet that illness is attributed to past actions uh, from an eastern perspective, from a yogic Uh, Buddhist uh, especially in Tibetan Buddhism our action is coming from before to here and so in this eternal life we have the opportunity to decide okay I'm going to have to maybe pay back some of my karmic debts from my past action in the most immediate now so you might be hitting adversity Uh, you might be uh, working on healing yourself from an illness, bringing the body back into harmony. You might be have an affliction, a mental affliction right now or an emotional affliction. And you might be able to attribute that to some of our past actions, most immediate ones. Let's say we have cancer and we worked in a chemical plant. Yet all of those things that are orchestrated to bring us to the point of maybe cancer have been fed not only from our present moment choices, but also from our past life choices. And so when we look collectively at this globe and humanity, we're all collectively in this karmic moment together and we are responding to not only our present actions, but our past actions. And so the reason I'm inspired to talk about this because I've uh, been listening to some different uh, talks based on one a client gave me and then uh, a, a dear close friend of mine gave me and then another one keep crossing my path and I'm like, I, I need to talk about this because, you know, it's really easy for all of us not to take responsibility for the whole. We want to take responsibility maybe for ourselves, and so in a Dallas perspective, uh. There are still things that they cross over from a bodhisattva's actions and so forth, meaning the actions are to benefit all, not just self. Yet, in many times in the Taoist tradition, uh, when we're looking that all things are phenomena, that all things are occurring, self-arising, and so that thing that's arising that in a Taoist tradition might explain that we don't have quote unquote control over is actually your participation in your past. It's not some external force, it's not nature just happening, it's not samsara just happening. We've all been this place that we have been co-creating this reality. And so there's no free energy, there's no free rides in this cosmic universe. And so when we start to grasp that concept and really it takes time. So allow yourself to have my words wash over you, and maybe you let them meet you again and again and again, or they'll come from other places, that every action we take, every thought we take, every word we speak has an effect. And that effect has an immediacy to it, call and response, and then depending on the nature of that action, It's a longer effect. And so I was listening to a couple Alan Watts talks, which I thought was uh, interesting because again, it's negating. He's negating that we have to pay back our cosmic debts. So energy, as I've mentioned before, is that it doesn't have an opinion. So you decide if you're going to take an action and if it's going to benefit you and or others, and you might sincerely feel it does yet down the road, you might get some more information and realize, wow, I, uh, wasn't really aware how this would affect people, and you shift and change, and that's a good thing, especially if you realize there's wrongdoing, there's things that could harm others, harm you, and you shift your choices. Or you say, You know, I don't care, I enjoy and I want to participate in this, and I'm going to, and I'm willing to take the risk that I may have to pay back myself later for uh, subtracting from my well being versus feeding my well being and that's pretty much what karma is. Are you going to feed your well-being or are you going to subtract from your well-being? And then from there it it ripples out because when we feed ourselves well-being that can benefit other people. Now what I've been observing as of late when someone says I can just live karmic free if I'm just in the present moment and this is paraphrasing what Alan Watts had said in his talk but he's like this is not he was kind of suggesting if all you do is you if you're present in the present moment, you're karma free, which is absolutely inaccurate. Uh, one, energy never dies. Two, if you stay in the present moment, yes, there are times it'll feel like, wow, there's nothing else exists except this moment. And you can be really present. So from a Taoist perspective, this is a really beneficial tool just to be in the present moment. Yet it ultimately, if you're doing the work, not only for yourself, but others, there is a deeper consideration, not an intellectual one, a deeper consideration for the benefit of all. And I'll use the example, and these are going to be kind of obtuse to kind of make my point. If you're just being in the present moment and you walk into a bar and you're like, ooh, there's this These people here are going to sit and talk to them and you're just being present with them. And then you realize, oh, they like to do drugs and you're like, I'm just being present with this moment. I'm going to participate in the drugs, the alcohol, I'm going to have a good time. And oh, this person is really sexy and I'm going to just be in the present moment with this person and I'm going to engage. And as long as I stay present, my actions karma free. Now this is not true because yes, you're going through these activities, present moment drug use, present moment alcohol use, present moment procreation with another human being. Yet you're not considering the feedback loop and what you're participating in, what you're enabling in. You might have been the best present moment focused, everything dropped away and then the next morning hits there's an immediate effect. Maybe the head hurts, maybe the body hurts. Maybe you realize this person you decided to procreate with was not exactly what you perceived in that present moment because you were in an altered state. And then all of a sudden you have a new set set and setting to deal with. If you're still in the presence of this person, uh, how are you going to unpack that? How are you going to unwind it? Especially if you're feeling you want to retract from it. Yep. In that last present moment, it all felt good. So, and it felt positive. So, therefore, there was no no harm, no foul. So, similar, someone might be a banker, and they might be like, ah, it won't matter if I take a couple hundred dollars from the drawer here or there. Oh, they don't really pay attention to this cash system. I can skim off the top and just say the drawer didn't reconcile. And so that person could use the Taoist perspective and say, hey, I'm in the present moment. I have something available to me. I'm gonna take it. And because I'm in the present moment, I don't have any effect with that. That caught, arrested, and ends up t- spending time in prison now they can go forward and be present with all those moments and again still feel like life was just happening to me. I showed up. I was present. I acted on what was available to me and I have an immediate effect but no long term effect. And I'm karma free living. <laughs> so it doesn't really work that way. So if you go through, let's say your whole life stealing, we'll use that example, stealing, taking, I'm not talking about bank robberies and stuff like that, but just taking from people, maybe taking their ideas, concepts, maybe uh, taking from your friends, taking from your relatives, their energy, never really spending time looking inward to cultivate your own creative impetus. That action is actually depleting because you're not serving yourself. It might serve you in the immediacy of the now you might feel because I'm in the present moment I have a right to grab this grab that Uh, no big deal but typically our habits are repetitive so all of that grasping all of that taking eventually catches up to us because we're making a communication with the universe oh I just like to take things from other we used to call it when I was in architecture school uh copycat design people would steal your ideas and your designs and then they would make it their own yet over time what happens is it becomes very apparent that that's occurring now for karma to truly liberate there's a couple ways if you had a really great practice your whole lifetime it is possible for you to liberate all karma but you're going to have a sense of what's needed in every moment is a code of ethics that you are able to in every single moment really honor, not just your own, this is good for me in this moment, it feels good for me in this moment, uh, that you have the opportunity to say, uh, how does nature operate? How does humanity operate? If I take more than my fair share, will there be less for others to have that need it? Does Mother Nature just pleasure herself because it feels good in that moment? So when we start to step back from that every action is phenomena, that every action that we're participating in could be potentially just naturally arising, happening, and that wheel of samsara... Or are we willing to examine that those things that have been naturally quote unquote arising are some accumulation of our past action? Now, if we obliviously go on and on and on participating in these not very thoughtful present moment experiences, meaning that you just show up, you're like, all I have to do is be present. I don't need to consider anyone but myself. And we are in a selfish present moment awareness versus selfless present moment awareness. So this distinction of what I've observed and, you know, uh, some of you might be familiar with Robert Thurman. He's a a beautiful scholar to Tibetan Buddhism and uh, works out of Columbia. And he'll say, you know, he said in some of the lectures I've sat in with him. You know, people that want to have fun are Taoist, uh, yet people that really want to exercise, and this is not like promoting, you know, one thing or the other, but it, there's scientific proof in this. So it's beyond, you know, if you want to study Tibetan Buddhism or any other. Theological or scientific methodology, and Buddhism, to be noted, is more science than a belief system because nothing is external; it's internal out and how it impacts the world. Even though they talk about deities and all that stuff, which we'll get into that later. Um, but in that, the there's a understanding, and even on a shamanic path, there's an understanding that you are on an edge, on a certain edge, and you're making choices day in, day out, that will impact you. And if you're not aware, if you're not uh, really feeling and sensing and being present in a way with integrity, with ethics, you potentially are going to fall off that edge. You're potentially going to have a blind spot. And over time in your eternal path, you'll start to realize that there is this opportunity to be selfless and that's where we get the concept of bodhisattva that we realize that yeah we can just be uh, in our own plight you know go to the mountaintop and become enlightened uh, whatever that means but we could go to a mountaintop and have such great awareness that we can come back and be a human and do all the quote-unquote right things but again when we look at karma it's not right or wrong it's an energetic choice that has a feedback loop. And oftentimes we don't always understand because, you know, we're, we're naive sometimes. We're a baby and humanity's in its infancy or toddlerhood in this epoch of the human species that we don't always realize that our actions might have a different outcome than we had anticipated. And even someone deciding they just want to be in the peace, love, happiness world, yet they, do, they don't realize that they're negating understanding objective reality. They're negating having a rational mind. They're just basically hanging out in Dante's Inferno and evading reality by just saying, only in love, only in peace. Now, those, the, that type of love and peace is a construct in the mind. It's something that's perpetuated on a Hallmark card. It's lip service uh, when someone's not really willing to look at the truths of what is in a moment. So in a given moment, you have an opportunity to see what is. You have an opportunity to make a choice, not just what benefits or is present to you, but potentially will assist others. Now, you don't need to intellectualize this. It's kind of like, oh, should I run across the road at 5 o'clock in traffic? I'm super present. I can run across this road. I'm so present. Maybe I'll miss every vehicle. Let's try it. Or you know what, I don't need to be responsible for my actions tonight, I'm just going to have some fun. You know that old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, (laughs) it's kind of like that. Uh, But again, there are no secrets in the universe, everything has an electromagnetic imprint, every action we take has that imprint and is left there. And the more you sharpen your, your extra perception, sorry, extra senses, not just the five, six senses that people are familiar with, you'll start to be able to feel what happens in a space or what was just happening in the space. You don't need Google satellites looking through your roof and seeing what was happening and recording it. You can just feel it. And actually, you can just feel certain things far, far away. Especially if you're connected to them, if you're in a relationship with someone, uh, you spend a lot of time, years with them. You're going to have senses about them. Especially if you have children, you're going to have senses. So nothing's free. We don't get to go to Vegas and leave it in Vegas. We can think we can, but the reality is those imprints are left. Those those uh, frequencies are left in every location we went to, where we were, and we could pick up those frequencies in the most immediate now and for thousands of years to come. This is why if you've, I've mentioned before, if you've entered a battlefield, some of those souls are lost there. Uh, such a jarring experience to cross over and battle. And so this, the souls and spirits trapped there can Create an electromagnetic uh, amplitude so that when you walk in that area like on Normandy beaches, you're going to feel it. And then there's also just the resonance of that action. So uh, not natural to our species that it's there. It's still permeating. And then people are talking about it. People are revisiting it uh, sometimes because maybe they were a part of it and are still making peace with it. So these are all... Again, indicators that we can start to maybe understand the concept that there is no freebies. We don't just get to be in the present moment and not take responsibility for those actions we take. Uh, Similar if someone feels they're in right action in a job that they were asked to do, and then they come to light that there's something more to it. It's not uh, above board. actually could harm people then they have a choice in that moment to keep doing it because they feel they need to because they need a paycheck they need to feed their family or they can go to that code of ethics and realize like wow this is not serving the whole and i'm gonna walk away from it you are listening to be simply this is suzanne toro aka she you can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into be simply. I have a, a dear, I call him a soul friend, because we don't have to talk all the time. We can pick up where we left off when our roads path cross. He is an astrophysicist, a nuclear physicist, and was working for uh, Berkeley, which I don't, it's fine for me to mention this because it's a public story. Uh, And he realized that they were actually doing nuclear weapon testing or development. They were doing projects there. And when he realized that's against his moral compass, he doesn't believe in nuclear weapons, he doesn't feel nuclear energy should be used to harm. community, a nation so in that moment did he not only um, take a stand to leave that position, he also decided to bring attention to it he felt that it needed to be known so he went on a 30 day hunger strike to make a stand that this does not work for humanity, that I'm going to call it out and I'm going to stand up against it so what he did is he was in action and then he realized that some work was happening in his place of employment and that he wasn't going to support it. And so he stood up for it. And so each one of those choices he made had an effect, an immediate one and a long-term one. And so life isn't so much just happening to us at all it's more accurate than anyone could imagine. It's more written than anyone could imagine, but it's truly your choice. It's your choice. If you want to be aware, or if you want to put your head in the sand and ignore the reality that you are participating in weaving story for humanity, this epoch of humanity. And you have a choice in every moment to either go to Vegas and leave it in Vegas, or to show up and serve the whole and so how we bring that down as we start with ourselves we get really proficient and understand what uh, our ethics are where we will not compromise where we will not just turn our cheek and we work it right there We start embodying it there and when we do that things start to shift how we show up how we show up for our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual body. And that makes our future lives a lot easier because we're paving our way into our future. So if you just think you can have a bunch of trips to Vegas and leave it there, uh, in future lives, we, we don't know how that unfolds. We don't know what what is the true lesson, what is the true grasping of escaping into uh, Vegas fun. Uh, sometimes there's maybe an innocence to it maybe there's a a way to enjoy Vegas like all the food and great shows yet there's other parts of Vegas that maybe don't serve you you can even uh, do some wellness there so those are choices how you would choose to engage in those ecosystems or you can choose to engage in a manner that you want to leave Your actions there, but they most definitely come home with you. So what I would recommend, and we'll go a little deeper into this karma talk, because it's not something you can just say. And, you know, I was a little shocked at some of these talks because, you know, it's someone just saying, all you have to do is be present. All you have to do is be present. Isn't so accurate. And it's kind of like even someone that starts to do, yoga practice, they may start with asana and a little pranayama, yet it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's this natural, beautiful thing that occurs when we dive deeper into union with ourselves. There's a natural stripping away. There's a natural purity. There's just an effortless way to be in right action. We don't have to think about it. It's a knowing. And we fall into harmony with nature. Nature's not running around (laughs) beg, borrowing and stealing. It's not uh, acting in ways that you wouldn't want to do in front of your mom or your dad. It's this beautiful perfection that's around us everywhere, inspiring us to stay in harmony with something that's so unexplainable. So what we're gonna do for the second part of this is I'm gonna lead you in with a little bit of breath and you're just going to sit in silence. You'll have a slight undertone of sound there. If you get distracted, connect to the sound, follow and observe your breath. And then when we come out, you uh, will feel right as rain in this present moment. May these words today, I really appreciate you listening and taking them in. May you allow them just to roll over you, not stay in your intellect. And where maybe I have not explained myself fully, maybe I'll have the opportunity to explain it better the next time. But please know that my heart, mind, and soul has been here today in service, not only for myself, but others. So deep bow and thank you for listening thus far. So with that being said, you know, you're in a good seated position, or if you've been moving around and listening to this, come to a seated position and take a nice gentle breath up through the body And then exhale out again, inhale, and exhale, again, inhale, and exhale. Good. And then just gently observing your natural breathing pattern. Gently bringing your awareness back to the physical body.
1: You Gently are listening to in. be
0: simply. This is Suzanne Toro, aka and she. out. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and wisdom in and inspiration. Without further ado, let's and dive into exhale. B. bringing the breath up into the heart center. Gently breathe in. Gently bring your awareness back to here. Bring your fingers and toes. You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, A.K.A. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. And so some simple practices as you come back to here is one to continue to create that space to meditate and breathe with yourself and to start to Observe karma in action, I want you to bear witness to your own life, observe it, observe the actions you take, not intellectualizing, just watch the actions you're taking on a daily basis and then observe the state of your mind, the state of your body, the state of your emotions and notice when the body and mind and heart feel in harmony with you and then just notice when they don't. And the third thing to observe is when things come in and from out of left field. Just observe it, feel into the deeper roots as to why that's on your in your present moment, <laughs> and just keep sitting in silence. And so, in the upcoming weeks, we'll dive deeper into this topic. But just if you can start observing your actions, that will assist you in bringing things into. A place of selflessness not selfishness and will help you retain being in the present moment that's a place of objective reality that we can make choices that will feed and nourish our cosmic bank account and help others until next time this is she signing out with a deep bow a soft gaze and a namaste be simply You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, AKA She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply.